Hello and welcome back to Really Good Appears. My name is Gary O'Brien. This is where I get some of my very good friends on to chat about and discuss all kinds of movies. And joining me today, once again, it's Lily Nolan. And she's here to talk about the 2021 Disney origin movie, Cruella. So stick around. We hope you enjoy. That's being played for the listener. <laughs> it's why we got to get these things on Zoom so people can see all the, the dance moves. I know. Yeah, like I didn't, I didn't set up my room and pay all this money to make it look nice for no one to see it. <laughs> oh, God. I know, but like, sure, look. But to tell you what was spent a lot of money on to look nice, the 2021 um, <laughs> Disney origin movie, Cruella. Oh my God, I never would have guessed. That's not true. I would have absolutely guessed. I think the soundtrack cost them a fortune alone. It's, I, I recommend for anyone that hasn't seen it, first of all, hello, welcome to the podcast. Uh, second of all, I will say for anyone that hasn't seen this or like, you know, before you go see it. Actually, if you're thinking about going to go and see it, don't look at the soundtrack because you'll be just simply surprised with how much mm-hmm. good music is in this. Like, you know the way like Guardians of the Galaxy had like some really good songs that like tied into everything quite nicely. They were pretty much like, Cruella's walking down the street. How much is it to, for a Rolling Stones song that we can put in here? <laughs> Yeah, the soundtrack was unbelievable. I think as well, like the era it's set in, that kind of 70s lends itself to that. Like it's got, it was an era of excellent music. Yeah, um, very true. So it, Cruella had it easy there, you know, right right, exactly. uh, decade for excellent music. Gary, did you, Gary, did, I guess we should start. Did, did you enjoy this film? Uh, I Well, see, this is, I'm conflicted because mm-hmm. we actually got to go see it in person. So like, we did. Did, did I just enjoy being back in the cinema again? Or did I enjoy the 2021 Disney Origins film, Cruella? That's how I feel when I saw Wonder Woman, I was 1984, you know, Wonder Woman 2. When we saw that at Christmas, I was like, oh my God, this is so good. I'm so happy to be back in the cinema. We did that podcast like two weeks later. I was like, that was a terrible film. Ah, that it wasn't was terrible. terrible. Wasn't it wasn't terrible. good. It, it wasn't, wasn't the good. best. Look, if you want to, if you want to immediately listen to us contradict ourselves, you can go back and listen to the Wonder <laughs> Woman 1984 episode at Christmas. I can't even listen to it because I'm like I disagree with myself so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, Cruella was it was it was good, but like like you said, I'm not sure if I'm looking at it like I'm worried that I'm going to regret what I say in 30 seconds after the podcast has ended. That's the I think, thing. It's the it's the joy. It's the time capsule of us. Whatever, how many days? We saw this on Sunday. Today is Tuesday. So like, it's two days. We had two days to sink in. So I guess for anyone that actually doesn't really know what this movie is about, even though you'd like to think the name Cruella would give a hint, do you care to tell what is this movie about? What is the the brief overview, non-spoilers? Okay, brief overview, non-spoilers. So everyone, most people are aware of 101 Dalmatians, the one of the Disney classics. The sort of villain in it's Cruella de Vil. This is like pitched as an art villain origin story for her but like in that kind of new Disney villain origin story style like Maleficent and stuff where it's like oh villains are just kind of misunderstood so she's the main character and there is another villain in this like she's not the bad guy and we're kind of just like learning about her life um from being quite young and her signature hair that she's born with and how she kind of becomes I'd say not the character. She doesn't become the character we're familiar with. She becomes a the she becomes Cruella, but not as we know her. I guess that's a good okay. way to say it without too many spoilers and okay, yeah, too many of my other opinions. I'm going to say for later on in the podcast. I mean, there's so many bits about it that I did love, 
Um, I like, I love the characters. I think they all gave great performances. Like we were talking about the music, the costumes are unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's good fun. There was a dog called Buddy in it, modeled after my own dog, I can only assume. Um, in name like, alone, not, not like, <laughs> not like a, not like a body double. It's, it, yeah. the dog was called Buddy and Lily lost her shit within the first five <laughs> minutes of this movie. I could like see you beside me going, oh, yeah, there we go. But it, 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 because of the movie it is, like, you didn't know if the dog was going to die. I was so and tense. it led to two hours and 15 minutes of sheer tension to know whether this dog called Buddy would die and Lily would just burst into tears. <laughs> it would have happened. There were some tense moments for Buddy and I, um, you know, I was scared. I was more scared for that dog in this movie than I was for anyone in A Quiet Place 2. Podcastception <laughs> for you there. Um... But yeah, so like I, I, I agree. I thought the performances uh, were fantastic. Um, a lot of people, like, again, maybe in terms of some of the writing of the story bits aren't great, but the performances yeah, yeah. kind of carry that quite a lot. Um, specifically, like the two Emmas, Emma Stone and Emma Thompson are fantastic. Um, the lad who plays Jasper, which is Joel Fry, have it here. Uh, also, Paul Walter Hauser as um, Horace is great. Um, oh, there's just too many to name. They're all very yeah. good in it. CGI dogs, they're even pretty decent in it. Uh, their I mean, just use a real dog. See, they couldn't. See, this is my thing. They didn't have enough money to train real dogs because they spent like millions on soundtrack and costumes. <laughs> but also, like most, when you get dogs for movies, they're trained to just like do whatever the trainer is telling them. It's not like they had to be yeah. like, let us find this dog from the street and train him from a pup. That's not how that works. They so could have had easier, some real though. dogs. It's so much easier. Although they were doing non-real dog things, so I understand that. They were they they, they were just like very well. Tr- were they? They were like fetching things. There's a lot of and... there's a lot of stunts involving the dogs. If you think of like yeah, the dogs crash a few parties for the the unaware listener. So all those kind of dog esque stunts might have been yeah. very dangerous to do a live animal. And I can confirm, like it it actually isn't too dog like heavy movie. Like even mm. though it's based in the from the you know the franchise 101 mm-hmm. Dalmatians, it's I I definitely don't think there was a 101 Dalmatians. I'm gonna say max 12 dogs, perhaps. I didn't. I'd say there's. Gonna, there's only I'm like, talking background shots. Mm, mm. Okay, well if we're talking background shots, it extends the universe <laughs> of dogs. I'd say there's like five main dogs. Yeah. Five. I have a theory about some of the dogs. Uh, oh, I right. think yeah, I have a theory about these Dalmatians. I think. Because so we see we meet the Dalmatians early in the movie. These three Dalmatians that the Emma Thompson's character actually owns, and young Emma Stone, who's played by someone else, encounters them, and then later on, Emma Stone. It's like ten plus years later. Is that what it is? Ten years later. Yeah, because I laughed out loud. I was like, "There's no way that child is Emma yeah. Stone." Ten years previous. But also, there's no way those dogs. Emma Stone. No way those are the same dogs. 10 years oh because they'd be What's dead the average oh, lifespan they... of a dog how old do you think they... The... were they were they puppies were they puppies well, basic... in the beginning of the movie first of all asking the wrong guy second of all uh knowing the baroness she probably just like gets new dogs whenever they get old anyway yeah yeah and based on something else that happens with the dogs later on in the movie i'm like mm, these aren't old dogs so yeah mm-hmm. different Very dogs true. oh but also not only is your love of dogs represented in this movie, but my love of the Tottenham Hotspurs is represented in this movie as well. Oh my God, what a movie built for Gary and Lily, if I do say I so I know. It was, it was a good moment. I'm glad that, you know, the movie gave each of us little wins in its own yeah. way. They were like evil dogs that were fan of Tottenham Hotspurs. And I was like, look. 
We're the worst type of fan. Yeah. You really started to empathize with the villains in this movie. Oh, big time. Big time. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, like, I think... You almost tolerated a dog. No, almost. Just just empathy. Um, So what I'm going to do is I'm going to... We're going to get into spoilers. um, And then after that, I'll talk a bit about, like, the behind the scenes and some of the trivia and then just some of our overall thoughts. But before we do, uh, for anyone that's a bit on the fence about whether to see Cruella... Uh, in cinemas, what would what would be your recommendation? What would we didn't think of a snazzy line for that, but what would be your recommendation? Yeah, I'd go see it. I mean, why not? The, there's other stuff out there that's absolutely worse. Um, there's mm. probably some stuff that's a little bit better, like A Quiet Place Two, and and some of the Oscar ones are coming to the cinema. But like, if you want to just have a bit of fun, go for some of that classic Disney, big budget, um, like really enjoyable to watch really good performances go watch it it's a romp it's a visual romp uh, the... well see my, my, my thing would be like if you have Disney Plus there's no rush like this is coming out in August on Disney Plus yeah I'd say wait for it to come out wait for it to like you know come out on that um, but like it is I, I enjoyed it it wasn't too long uh, mm-hmm. the music kept me going the performances were great um, and like some of the story bits are weird but like hey the cinemas, why not? Like, what are you going to go see? Yeah. Uh, you're going you're gonna to see In the Heights? Huh? That's a long movie with a lot of more singing uh, of a lot worse songs. I'm going to, in case I do a podcast on it, I'm not going to give away all my thoughts of In the Heights. Um, keep your keep your thoughts on In the Heights secret and safe. I think, yeah, yes, you're exactly. right. I mean, if it's like, are you going to pay to go see In the Cinema versus are you going to watch it for free on Disney Plus um, or whatever, I don't know, pay for it on whatever other streaming thing you like to watch. We don't, yeah. we don't play favourites then yeah maybe that's a better option but if you like going to the cinema and you're like I want to go to the cinema and have some a, a fun cinema experience definitely a good one to yeah. go for if you like dogs and Tottenham Hotspurs this is the movie for you uh, but also if you like fashion say- this is the movie for you oh yeah it's, but see this is why we were missing our third friend who loves fashion <laughs> who I can't think of at the moment I know I was going to be like David I don't know plot, yeah Dave, have you ever seen David's Gucci shoes he's a big fan of Versace uh, more names he just goes uh, running all the time in all these like full designer outfits yeah yeah he's a madman uh, but also I was going to say as well um, this movie without giving too much away kind of like leans and sets up a sequel uh, that I think is going to be very interesting if they ever do it so no it's they're probably doing it Okay, like they're talking about doing it. They're talking. It's the same way they're talking. They've been talking about the Aladdin sequel for the last year and nothing has come up. They have writers. They have nothing else. Um, But yeah, if if a sequel comes out, you're going to want to see this movie because I'd say they'll be able to build upon so much that was done in this movie. So I know. So this Mm -hmm. is a bit of a weak promise. Go watch this one because there might be another one coming out in like five years time. I think maybe that's some of the stuff that that's almost kind of encapsulates where this movie falls down in that it's doing there's some parts of the plot are obviously set up and they're not you don't get like the payoff for them but they are trying to set it up for a sequel so hopefully a sequel would give you kind of some of that payoff yeah exactly right let's before can i spoil it it? yeah let's get let's get into spoilers if you're still here and you haven't seen it um uh, watch out spoilers and two, ah, go spoilers, check out that. Look, out. look at it. Ah, spooky, scary spoilers. Um, that's a good segment name. I'm gonna write that down somewhere. Uh, they're giving me the heebie-jeebies. 
I'm scared I'm so spooked okay, that is written down and I could have done that in the post uh, but what else was I going to say yes go check out the soundtrack it's fantastic but oh my god I'm so scared I'm so spooked it's spooky scary spoilers Lily <laughs> okay spooky scary spoilers maybe we right, could talk about spoil this happen- I'm going to spoil the way her mom dies Gary I'm going to spoil it so oh wow bad. right into it well look mean, it could uh- it happens early enough in the movie that we almost could have spoiled it in the non-spoiler section, but I think yeah, yeah. that we saved it yeah, for yeah. the... Let people, let, people, so, let people go so completely blind. Cruella, with her weird hair that she is born with, by the way, the black and white she's born with that, they could have chosen the birthmark, they didn't. Anyway, um, she and her mom are, are doing stuff after she gets in trouble in school, they're on their way to London, and they stop off at this unbelievably gorgeous party. Like, oh my God, I wanted to see more of that scene, by the way, this party in this mansion. You mean the and set of Bridgerton? Yeah, pretty much. They just walk on the set of Bridgerton and we're like, just hang around for an extra 10 to 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Uh, and then the CGI dogs cause, cause some havoc. Um, she's outside with her CGI buddy. Moment one of terror for Lily as the Dalmatians are going to attack Buddy. Um, and I mean, there's a child there as well, but Buddy. And then they jump over her and run her mother off a cliff. Off a cliff. Yeah. Dalmatians. Yeah, Classic Disney. Classic Disney. Classic movie. Disney, yeah. It is, so, I, uh, you know, uh, my uh, one of my favourite YouTubers is our Lord and Saviour, Grace Randolph. Yeah. And I was watching what she had to say about this movie and trying not to let it influence me too much. Uh, but one of the more interesting things that she presented about this movie was that Cruella is now a Disney princess. <laughs> because, so again, spoilers, abandoned as a child, uh, dead surrogate mother, uh, villain responsible for all of her problems. Mysterious object reveals all. Uh, orphan to royalty, albeit fashion royalty. And then amazing gowns. She's a Disney princess. Oh, yeah. She is pretty much a Disney princess. Every <laughs> Disney movie is somehow a Disney princess movie if you try exactly. hard enough. Exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then she runs off and becomes a street urchin and meets these little boys who are also street urchins from Oliver, but in the 1970s. And they... Um, what? Form and a cool gang of, in an abandoned house. Yeah, and what did you think of? Because cause something this 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 movie, I don't know, I, I can't remember the other ones, but like in the other ones, the Horace and Jasper are presented very much as the henchmen, whereas in this, yeah. like they're all like a family. And then mm-hmm. you you kind of see elements in the movie where it looks as if she's gonna, you know, take that position of leader, and the two of them will be henchmen. But then it kind of moves away from that. So. Yeah. What did you they're like? Quite what did bumbling, you think of that? Aren't they? In the other ones, they're very like they're that classic Disney bad guy henchman where they're bumbling and kind of yeah. buffoons and bad at their job, but they're not really in this one. Even like Horace, who's is more of the comedic relief one of the two, he's still like really good at what he's doing and isn't like crashing into yeah. things and doing stuff like that, like like they are in the um, other movies. Yeah, I kind of I, I liked that's sorry. This is part of my theory as to why I think if you you'll enjoy this more. If you don't go to watch it to be like, I'm going to learn exactly how Glenn Close's Cruella became Cruella. Like, it's not, it's a different, it's the same character. It's a different universe. These characters, that character is like, I don't even know how this, this, this version of Cruella could ever extend to do the kind of, the Glenn Close things. So just don't think of it like that. Similar character, origin story, just like the Maleficent movies, like they are changing the original plot it's not like the disney extended universe they're just yeah. extending a character that they have and then it kind of makes sense and it's nice to see them do different things with the other characters like horace and jasper yeah and did you also get the, the vibes that jasper and uh, jasper and cruella were like had the hots for each other yeah yeah a bit of a random not that it's like 
a random love story but like they really didn't take that anywhere that's something they just left for the sequel isn't it yeah because there was a whole thing of like him getting her his like her job her dream job Mm -hmm. in the super the department store kind of thing liberty you know liberty and horse is like what's the angle (laughs) <laughs> and Jasper's like there is no angle uh, because he just genuinely cares for Cruella and there's a few bits where it's just like uh, oh there's that there's that line where he's like uh, he's like I would do oh I have a, I have a really bad problem of like doing anything you tell me and then when she's Cruella she's just like oh that's one of my favourite things about you and then she kind of realises that how much that hurts him and then she's like oh no fuck I'm only, I'm only, it's only a character yeah. it's only a bit they're having a very uh, D- DMC on the roof of that building yeah um, but yeah, I like the different kind of take on the Horace and Jasper characters. I thought both those actors did really well. I really liked them. Another person I just like, because I, I I thought they were both great, but like nearly stealing the show, I think Emma Thompson mm. is just such a fantastic villain. As in, it's She's just so peak good. Emma Thompson just being like doing her best. The devil wears Prada, except like she'll kill people and harm them and won't care. Yeah, she's so good and. Um, She's not like, she's, she's exaggerated, but it all feels very grounded and her performance is great and everything she does is exactly what you'd expect that character to do. One character that I think, I just didn't really understand their motivations, even though I like the character, was Mark Strong. Um, oh, the valet. Yeah, yeah, they didn't make like, they were just like, um, yeah, anyway, I'm on the other team side now yes it's fine i will work i will do everything to help you like shut down this baroness even though yeah i don't know he didn't yeah know that was Cruella. a bit it was a bit strange because like yeah, yeah he's very much on cruella and uh, cruella uh, the baroness's side for a lot of it and then like we have that whole hint that like did you did you actually cop at any point that cruella was like the baroness's daughter yeah i kind of figured she was well i I kind of figured she was going to be because um, there was the like, like, why would they have gone to her? You know, it kind of fits with that Disney thing. Not that I was like, oh, this is so obvious. But at the beginning, when her mom goes to her, why would she go to her and ask her for money? Why would like, like, she talks about the, they make a reference to the black and white hair, her and Mark Strong, like kind of got an inkling. Um, And then I was like, aha, excellent. Yeah. yeah, and when she I, said I, family I, heirloom, sorry, when she said family heirloom about the necklace, I was like, oh, she's definitely like yeah. her daughter or her niece or something. See, that was my thing. I thought it was going to be a case of like classic Disney of she, the Baroness, let's say, I don't know, who we think is Cruella's mom uh, is actually the wife of the Baron. But then like, let's say they divorce or something like that. And then she doesn't tell. I thought it'd be something where like. The Baroness would be the evil stepmom, not the actual mom. Uh-huh, um, yeah, so yeah. I get, so I, I don't know, I, like, I, so I was kind of guessing, but um, oh, I, I thought Mark like Strong. Yeah, I think that's that what they I was did that of... on purpose. That like she was the mom, and the her adoptive mom, or her maybe more traditional stepmom, was the nice one. Yeah, so I kind of I I like that it kind of tricked me like that. So, but I didn't know if Mark Strong was going to be the dad or something. Like I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, I thought he might be your him... dad. I still think he might be. I still think it might maybe like that's something we'll Ooh. discover. Because he had that really black hair in the flashbacks. Oh, that's true. And then he was bald because he's Mark Strong. So I wonder if that's like, he <laughs> that could was, be her dad. Like, that's probably where some of the budget went, by the way. CGI Mark <laughs> Strong hair. Or just wigs. Oh my God, that makes so much sense. That's why, all, that's yeah. why we couldn't have a real dog. Oh, the budget, by the way, was... It, it, it's very vague. It says somewhere between 100 to $200 million. So somewhere between the G- GDP of a of a small country or something like that. Oh, makes me um, well. 
in, How in much the money? It's, it's not doing too badly at the box office, especially. Uh, I, 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 the last, oh, let me, t- I'll tell you now. Um, so the last time I checked, i.e. when I did the notes, I think it had something like... Because I know that you and David on the um, A Quiet Place podcast were talking about like how A Quiet Place is doing quite well. And, and, and it's making its money back. I wonder if all these kind of vague budgets are around the fact they're like, I don't know how much I spent on marketing pre and post COVID and during and what I lost. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Cruella didn't really have that much of a marketing campaign before mm. COVID because there was no release date as far as I'm aware. Like it yeah. might have been for late summer or something. Uh, but I have here that their op- the opening was 21 million, which is kind of on the lower side. And the total domestic gross is 64 million. But oh, worldwide, it's 159. Now, mm. like that's not fantastic by Disney standards, but it's probably closer to, you know, the likes of, you know, the Mary Poppins remake and, you know, the, yeah. the, Oz, the uh, Oz the Great and Powerful. Um, so I don't think it would have ever gotten to the heights of, you know, Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast, which made like a billion dollars. Um, but what probably didn't help was the fact that it also released on Disney+. Plus. Uh, so for, in Ireland, you can pay 21 quid or 21.99 to get premium access to it so you don't have to go to the cinema. Um, so that probably didn't help, whereas the Quiet, A Quiet Place Part 2 wasn't available on streaming services. Yeah. Um, I wonder when you when you add up the total, like from what it's making from Disney+, Plus, it probably is making a lot of money overall. Like I'd say if you're a parent of like three kids, you're just like, watch this, don't bother me. Especially this long into lockdown. Yeah. Well, I reckon, I, I reckon that's, I think... Grace Yanoff might have said this, maybe that's where I'm stealing from. The fact that they did it for Raya and the Last Dragon and then they did it again for Cruella means that it worked because they wouldn't mm-hmm. have done, if they'd lost a significant amount of money on it, they wouldn't have tried it again. So they did it with Mulan, yeah. Raya and this. Now I think Black Widow isn't coming to exclusive access on Disney+. Plus, So we'll have a it better is, idea. It's going to be there. They're doing it like more traditionally. So it'll be like Black Widow in cinemas for a large chunk without you being able to premiere access it, then you'd be able to premiere access it on Disney before you could get it on like pay per view. Ah, okay, that makes um, sense. On demand, I think that's what it's coming like X amount, like ninety days after it's been in cinema or something. Oh, okay. Is what I. Okay. Yeah. But you're right; it won't be at the same time. Uh, and actually, just another thing I saw when I was just looking at my production notes here is that mm-hmm. this movie's been in development since 2013, and Stone was cast in 2016. So like. When you consider yeah. how much time and it was filming in 2019, so like it's like a six-year project, and um, and so, but like it just goes to sh- show that like Emma Stone, obviously like loved the script and loved like I I love when a, an actor just like signs on to something. It's like I'm a big fan of this, so I want to just like be a part of it as much as I can, as like as much as possible, and um, and I think that tells in her performance because she just looks like she's having a fantastic time throughout. Yeah, she really does. I really liked her performance. I was a bit iffy on her accent in the start, but I really, really liked her performance. Another person's performance who I liked, we haven't actually talked about yet, is her friend um, Artie, who owns the... Uh, or Art, isn't he? His name's actually Art, because he's a work of art. Yes. Um, who owns the vintage store and like helps her with all her designs. Because that's your man, um, John McCree, who's in... Everybody's talking about Jamie. Yes. I don't know. Yeah, it's like an excellent year to be John McCray. John McCray or Cray, I don't know how to pronounce yeah. it because I've only ever read it. Because that's yeah. like, he was the star of that musical for ages. Then they did, mm-hmm. he hasn't done a lot of TV or anything. He just did a like a recording of the musical. And now he's okay. in Cruella and he's going to be in the movie adaption of the musical. Oh, so, cool. Having a great yeah, year. Yeah, I have to hear I have to hear that Artie is the first original character in a live action Disney film to be openly gay. So there you go. Still, like... No, like, it's not enough. 
But yeah. Like, yeah. I, like, I, like, also, still, like, it's not that, like, like they don't explicitly say it or anything. They're just no. like, we thought you'd all presume. And you're just like, guys. But yes. I think I saw, I think I saw, he said something like, oh, you get funny looks walking down the street being like yeah. a guy like this. There's something. So when they say openly gay, it's very reference. much like, yeah. Uh, the Disney it's the same way. Yeah. Well, what was the first one? The first, well, they said the first, like the first one was, they never said it, but it was strongly suggested that, uh, what's his name? Beauty and the Beast guy. Not Gaston, his friend. Le, le something? No, they, they always joke about how the first one is actually some random guy in Avengers Endgame who's in the support Oh, the group. director. And he's like, I've yeah. lost my husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. like, oh, that yeah. doesn't even count. Never seen again. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, and so then like, the next I don't one know, is like, going to be your man, but he's played by Jack Whitehall and everyone's not happy about yeah, that. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit weird. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought like, uh, he's someone actually I'd love to come back to do the sequel because I think yeah. he I think he could have been a bigger part of this and that like so the the way they're kind of introduced is that Cruella goes into this like vintage store and like they're both like you know talking about dresses and outfits and they both know which kind of season they're from from which like top designers uh, and then she kind of enlists him to help uh, make a load of the clothes for her fashion line that she's using to compete against the Baroness's uh, fashion mm-hmm. line and it's kind of awful but, uh, not awful but you kind of just don't really see them collaborate at all I thought that would have been cool yeah. to kind of see her to be like the one to be like oh I have these mad ideas and the him to be like the one kind of making them or at least kind of like we, we kind of we just know him as a background character and it's so that what I kind of felt was that he just felt a bit out of place at the end because she kind of already ever went to visit him once or twice but yet the fact that he's at the mm. end with like nearly that Avengers moment when they're all there as a team uh, he's kind of like oh no like you were in it a bit but but you know from the story he plays a bigger part yeah that's true he was definitely he was definitely cut I think there was probably scenes that were cut there <laughs> he's um, probably being a bit too gay for Disney they were like no yeah, they were we, like, can't, nope. we, we can't have a man make a dress what is this yeah <laughs> we'll have him wear eyeliner that's as far as we will yeah. go he looks but like David Bowie he looks like David Bowie enough that we can get away with it yeah <laughs> um, and then they're like just... and then we can play both sides we can be like look 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 at the character but I mean he's not too gay yeah. Uh, and actually, speaking of diversity as well, there's some uh, race bending of our, uh, Anita and Roger, uh, who mm-hmm. would we who we know from like the original couple from 101 Dalmatians. Yeah, I like those. I like those characters as well. They were nice, like little nods to the original 101 Dalmatians, kind of like getting their own little side origin stories. Because even in the Dalmatian movies, they're not the main characters. The main character is the dogs, the way it should be. There's so many dogs. <laughs> there's always a dog that's the main character. Um, but I like that. We even got a little nod to their dogs that they, Pongo and Perdita, that they got at the end. This was my point yes. about how they are different yes. dogs. Yes. Ten yeah. years later, that a dog who is like, what would be, let's say, minimum 13 years old is not about to have puppies. So yeah. I'd say that Baroness is just cycling at her dogs. Well, see, this was my, this was the weird thing as well, because so Anita in this is like a journalist and she went to school with Cruella or Stella when, when she was known as a kid. Um, but what you call it and then Roger is like the lawyer for the Baroness uh, and then Roger gets fired and yeah and then so the, well, I just didn't understand from the, from the character point of view because it's added in like a mid credit scene as if like a hey sequel hey but it's just like why would Cruella I understand her giving a dog to Anita but why Roger but then also you have to ask yourself then is that how we know the dogs like from this universe and that they're Cruella's dogs originally but then also mm. Cruella's the one that named them I just thought that yes, was a bit Pongo of a strange yeah that doesn't seem like a very Cruella thing to do but that's why I think it's like a different Cruella and they kind of like 
so some of the stuff that Corella is like famous for in the other movies is the like making wanting to make the coat out of the Dalmatians and the real fur and all that but in this one it's all just like a part of the act and the character of the designer and the kind of like yeah guerrilla fashion marketing that she's doing and it kind of like becomes an infamous story about her so I think that like in the line of Maleficent where the character is entirely different and stays good always I think mm-hmm. that if they make a sequel for Cruella she will stay like that there'll be like elements of her being misunderstood and, and other things but she's not going to be the Cruella who's like puppy coat yeah, and I think I think it would have been very problematic. I don't know, not problematic. I just think if you were trying to make it a likable character in any way, yeah, it's good. It's hard to justify, you know, dog coats. But uh, I still think this movie did a good job of like I could see her in twenty years just being a full out villain because she she goes so close to that so often, mm. and it's only Jasper that pulls her back. So what I would have liked for the sequel would be imagine if Jasper like just like abandons her uh, or something or like she goes too far one time and then Jasper leaves and then that's when she kind of not to yeah. say like could we get the Cruella we want because a man didn't give like her the love and affection needed but it's but like it's, it's li- less about it's, love and affection and more about the like the connection and that he's like the heart and the soul of their group mm-hmm. a little bit and their family yeah, yeah, so yeah. Um, but I, and that's why yeah. I thought um, but but see this is the thing and I think it's so important to remember that like she is a criminal she breaks into like police stations and like kidnap like um, you know breaks the guys out she does pickpocketing she is a villain but the way this movie kind of does is because it presents such an extreme in the Baroness it's kind of like well at least she's not as bad as her yeah but I mean she's a criminal but she's not a villain in this yeah yeah, so yeah, yeah. She, she has ways that maybe she could become a villain and you can kind of see that's what the whole dog origin story I'm kind of glad because that origin story is so ridiculous about the dogs running her mother off the mountain and then um, that like I'm kind of glad that she wasn't like ooh these dogs the whole time she was clearly just like this crazy woman the Baroness that I'm going to take my revenge on you could kind of see how maybe in later on in life it might become a thing again but like in this movie they were like yes yes this tragic incident but it's about the woman that did the thing the baroness yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely Um, and yeah speaking of the baroness i just think i really enjoyed the whole plot line of like initially like you know emma stones is like oh i need to get into fashion and you know she's going into like this department store and that was where i kind of realized where a lot of the money in this went because you were just like remember you just see that whole tour of the department store and it goes under and the ca- it's all one shot but like that's still expensive to do but it I only think they must have done su- it did they not do it in Liberty but no but that's what I'm getting at it's like that would have been expensive to do and but we only but the but the um, what do you call it the um, the department store isn't in it it's only in it for maybe the first 15-20 minutes and then we don't see it again so it's just like I love that it it really took its time to show like the lavishness of this kind of universe and fashion yeah. and uh, we get it a bit when we go to like the, the Baroness's like office? Fa- what would you call that? Uh, Design studio? Lair. Yeah, <laughs> Design lair. studio. Bat cave. Lair. Bat cave. Um, moth cave, no less. Moth cave. Um, moth cave. Yeah. And I just really loved it and, and like uh, and some of the other stuff I was just reading about um the costumes and stuff like that as well. So the costume de- designer Jenny Bayvan, I don't know how to pronounce it, uh, who Giuseppe hired, uh, who the director hired uh, after seeing her work on Mad Max Fury Road, apparently created 277 costumes for the principal cl- cast, including 47 for Cruella. Wow, that makes so sense. This... She wears a lot of outfits. And I think it was something like, oh yeah, so the costume designer as well uh, later stated that her role on the film was to help 
Emma Stone's character appear as a younger 1970s portrayal of Close's 1990 role. So, like, I don't know. I get if they were trying to keep it the same universe, but that's apparently what the costume designer said. Uh, and then, and then it goes. But also, it says that another thing between a difference between the Glenn Close one and the Emma Stone one is that Emma Stone wasn't allowed to smoke, be seen smoking in this movie because Disney banned it from 2007 onwards. Wow. Yeah, that makes sense. She wasn't. I know she wanted the cigarette holder stone, but she didn't get it. Um, I think though that like you can be doing that in, oh, oh homage to say homage, get yeah. that word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like yeah. I think it's probably more like that and more like linking the stories it's not like here is specifically the prequel for that movie yeah, that's, that's yeah, what no. it's not because I think you're right there's so many and especially if they don't take it like that there's so many great things they can do with the second one like that kind of like the character of Jasper like you said it could be like what if he like leaves or if she takes it too far and stuff like that kind of stuff wouldn't allow for it to be the same universe so I'm, I'm happy yeah. that they're not and I would like them to, like, um, play on that. Yeah, and, and there's there's other links as well to the, like, called small bits of trivia or small bits of, like, Easter eggs that link to the animated one as well. Mm-hmm. So one would be, you know, when Cruella, like, smashes into the jail cell to break out the guys. The horn she uses apparently is the same sound as the car horn for her car in the animated oh, in the movie. movie, yeah. Um, when Hor- Horace compares how... Uh, dog owners look like their dogs the same way Pongo did in the animated one from uh, 1961 uh, and then another thing was I don't know this I wrote this one down because it's bullshit in my opinion but you okay. know when the principal you know the principal is like putting like marks on her permanent record yeah. to say she's doing bad things someone goes this could be a reference to the hundred to the Dalmatian spots I'm just like or it's just <laughs> or it's just or it's just black marks which are like yeah. known to be a thing uh, and another thing as well is like how can we not talk about um Executive producer Glenn Close as well. Yay! Um, I wanted I, a cameo. I, I wanted so there's a scene where Cruella sends out like costumes to all these people attending the Baroness's party, and basically all the women dress up like in like Cruella outfits, pretty much to allow her. It's so much effort for what it's worth, but it's basically great set piece just, though. Great exactly, visual set yeah. piece for a movie. Exactly, but how do you not just have maybe she's in it we just didn't notice but how do you not have Glenn Close just there as like one of the party goers like that would have been a perfect place to put her in would have been so good um yeah this like I just feel like we haven't talked enough about this these kind of like fashion set pieces that this movie sets up like so there, there's like this war ongoing between Cruella See, and the if Baroness if David was here if, da- if, if fashion expert David was on the podcast it's all he'd be David talking about he'd be, he'd be talking non-stop about it mm-hmm. and he'd be making the proper design references and everything exactly um, but yeah so like there are these amazing design set pieces in this war between Cruella and the Baroness about who's going to be the coolest designer where like Cruella keeps crashing all these kind of traditional events in different ways and these amazing kind of like punk style outfits so you get this like unreal one where she like crashed an event on a motorcycle and it's like lit up everywhere with her name and there's another one where she jumps out of a dumpster or gets dumped out of a dumpster truck a a garbage Mm -hmm. truck and she's in this like stunning long dress made of all the old baroness's old dresses and then like oh it's just so good The, the party one though like the first time we meet Cruella Cruella when Estella decides to crash the party because they're trying to steal something from the Baroness uh, she arrives in this like white dress drops the flame boom red dress stunning so good 
And that's an amazing. Yeah, I, and that's what I, that was my favorite stuff about this movie. All the crime stuff. So whether it be yeah. them pulling off, you know, heists at the beginning, like robbing different places, um, to how like the boys Jasper and Horace, who kind of were pickpockets originally, and then Cruella kind of joined the gang, and since then they've been working together. So I like that. Like they all had equal credit for like this chaos, but it made it so much better when Cruella was like, "Oh, this is all me," because then she looks at like Horace and Jasper and Artie, who are kind of like, "No, we're all like." We're all mm. doing this. And, and, and then Jasper has a few lines where he's just like, <laughs> it's kind of funny because he's like, no, we got to do it. It's her dead mom. But it's just like, she fucking, she, she uses that dead mom card fucking a <laughs> lot. That is worn out by the time. Horace, we just need to, we just need to like, you know, you know, break into like three more fashion events. I need to make 70 more dresses. Uh, you need to dress up as a, a version of me in drag. And then, and then we, I'll be happy about my dead. I'll be, I'll be over my dead mom. Yeah. And then, I don't know, I think at the end, though, like, there are those moments at the end where it's showing her not going too far and her, like, reining it back into more the crime level they're comfortable with of, like, a mm-hmm. bit of trickery to kind of set up their new life. Um, and, yeah, she kind of gives in to her personal, the personality parts of her that she's been, like, suppressing and is Cruella, yeah. Cruella. There's, I just there's, think she's so not kind a... of giving a shit, you know? Like she's just yeah. like I think she just has a much like the Joker, I think she's just had a bad day. Yeah. And it just I don't it even, just went from the I don't know, like in the Joker, like it's definitely much more like he has mental health issues than he's on medication oh. seeing a therapist. I don't even know if this one I, I, I can't tell if they're gonna lean into that, if that's what they're doing or not, or if they're just like, No, this is just who she is and she just decides to be a rebel. And that's what the guys don't like about her, is when she stops being sorry to get like way too dramatic she stops using like what women would have had to do she stops being nice and she stops like Mm -hmm. presenting as nice and kind and she's just like no i'm gonna take no bullshit and i'm gonna like hold on hold on the first time we meet cruella she literally has a fucking walking cane or a cane and smashes the table and like just like you remember like horses eating his breakfast yeah. and clears off the st- and like there's not being nice and then there's ruining someone's <laughs> yes. cereal like that's true okay <laughs> okay fair but then sorry the Cruella that she is at the end so there's like for the listener she's like Estella she's super nice she takes it too far being Cruella trying to get this revenge and she gets very caught up in the persona and the revenge yeah. but then towards the end it kind of balances out and she's more of yeah. like her true self without the like absolutely just yeah. being not, like playing nice kind of side work because she is she's always playing the Estella character is always super nice she's saying thank you and sorry all the time to the Baroness and yes, she's like you don't yeah. need to do that Cru- the Cruella in the end is like a mix of the two of them yeah, because cause, so at the beginning we see that weird bit where she's like her mom, her stepmom is being like, be Cruella, be Estella, not Cruella. And that's why I didn't know if the mental health stuff would come in there maybe because she's yeah. just like something like I that. Can't. And then she, yeah, I, I think it's dizzy. There's not, they're not going to go too deep with this. Uh, I mean, but it's then, like, classic she, regular media portrayal of mental health if it is. And if not, I, I don't know. I think maybe it could be just a like eschewing traditional gender roles at the end there. But I think we need a sequel for them to expand yeah. on this more and i hope they don't make a mess of it absolutely yeah and i what i loved about um because yeah because she makes a promise to her mom she's not going to act up anymore and then her mom dies so then she's like okay cool i just gotta not act up anymore because the last time i did that my mother died because at yeah. that point she thinks um her mother was uh, her mom dying was her fault because the dogs were mm-hmm. chasing her so she thought the dogs continued to knock the mother off the cliff mm-hmm. my other point about this is i reckon the fact that the Baroness has used that to try and kill two people. 
I guarantee you that they are not the only two people the Baroness has tried to kill. So yeah. I think, I think that although you were like, that's unlikely she's got killed by the dogs doing that. I bet you the Baroness trained those dogs to do that. So I'd say it's a, it's a fairly routine procedure for her, for anyone she doesn't like. Yeah. But I think also that's what makes me happier that they're like, I feel like they're new dogs by the end of the movie because spoiler alert in the spoiler section, she keeps them at the end. They become her dogs because mm. yeah. they live with her. And she trained them and that's how she like boils the Baroness's plan in the end is that the dogs know yeah. her and respect her um, and yeah. quite like like her a little bit more than the Baroness who's just really mean. They got to but watch some Tottenham Hotspurs games. Tottenham of Hotspurs. course they're big fans, you know. It's crew, how they bonded. Crew, uh, the Baroness is probably an Arsenal fan and they were like, boo, <laughs> that's why they were so angry all the time. Yeah, um, I think it's but, weird if she keeps the dogs that killed her mother, but that's why I'm going with it's like, they're new dogs. They're completely new dogs since then. They just happen to yeah. also be large, vicious Dalmatians. Dalmatians yeah. are vicious though, so this does make sense. Okay, I did not know that. Maybe. They're because they're, they're really inbred. Stay- Stay away from all dogs, children. You heard it from Neely. Uh, but another thing I want to talk about just very quickly about um, Estella being quite um, just, you know, uh, please and thank you. Just that the, the guy who plays the store clerk, uh, Jared, do you remember him? Like, yeah. he was one of the best. I just loved, he was such a, like, oh, snobby, snooty. Oh, it was, he was, oh, he's such a good villain because he's not doing anything too, like, uh, evil. He's just being a dick. And he's like, yeah. clean my office and stay late. And what are you doing? Why do you look Won't like that? Won't listen to her, yeah. Won't not, listen to her. Not now. And that goes back to like, but like, that's Estella. You know who that is, right? The actor? Uh, it's, oh, don't tell me. It's, uh, it's, I know, oh fuck. It's Jamie something. Yeah, Jamie Dimitri. Statlet's Flats. Who? You know Statlet's Flats? He's in Fleabag as well. He's the rat face guy in Fleabag. He's in Paddington Bear 2. Oh, and he's I know, I know, I know from, uh, yes, I know him from uh, from Fleabag. He's fantastic in that. Oh, yes. Yeah. He's a great actor. I loved him. He's a great, and um, he does one of those, like, Statlet, it's called Statlet's Flats. It's one of those, like, Channel 4 shows where he, like, plays a really right. bad estate agent and, like, hidden camera kind of stuff. It's quite good. Ah. He's very funny. Um, yeah, no, he's great. So I just, I just, I was just looking at my list of characters and uh, I realised I hadn't mentioned him. Very versatile was... actor. When you think about, like, the flea, the character in Cruella in Fleabag he's one of the criminals in Paddington too in the jail a movie we mm. must cover for the, the greatest, podcast the, the greatest movie of all time according to, to me or I think it's changed yeah. now but it's one of the greatest yep. movies of all time beat Citizen Kane <laughs> a movie we must cover for the podcast Gary I would do Citizen both Paddington's Kate? no I would ah. do both Paddington's as a double feature one podcast episode I am no They're longer doing movies. double or triple features of anything ever ever again <laughs> well we can um, watch them on separate days and then we can double podcast them maybe I'll, I'll see how I feel I'll see, I'll see if I like Paddington, Paddington I'll see if I like Paddington 1 before I commit to that oh they're brilliant um, they're so Paddington. good they, but you know what else is pretty good the movie we're talking about Cruella oh yeah before I get sorry. too much on a touch um, the only Christ, thing I, Cruella the, the, the last thing I just wanted to kind of mention uh, on that sort of transition to Cruella uh, which was that I think one of the great one of the good subtle things in that like she's always kind of seeking approval and then she realises she doesn't need approval but she kind of gets it anyway um, when you know we don't know when the Baroness is lying to her at the end when she's just like you know oh I'm here I'm sorry give me a hug because yeah she thinks the because the Baroness wants to try and kill her but one of my favourite I don't know if it's a subtle detail I just noticed it and I enjoyed it which was um, the Baroness was like always cheersing herself when she was always taking credit for everything and they go to dinner and she's like cheers to me and Stella's like hold on it was my idea my, my, my idea what are you doing and she's like oh yeah. no why would I toast someone else toast me uh, but at that at that event at the end when everyone's dressed as Cruella and then it's it's 
put, it's framed as if like a celebration for Cruella. The Baroness has to be like, cheers to Cruella. Uh, because she, all of her, all of the people are there and it's just like, oh, so the Baroness finally actually had to cheers or toast someone else. And I really yeah. love that for the character. Um, but I want to see her come back for the sequel. I want, I want, because she didn't die. And that's very rare for a Disney movie for the, yeah. for the villain not to die. And she says like, I'll get my, I'll get my and, revenge on you. And the you. whole thing, like, it's just fully spoiled the ending because we're in the spoiler section. They're like, the whole thing is she's like, Lily, Lily. Yes, are you not very... spooked and scared? We are currently in the spooky, scary spoiler <laughs> section. If if they're here, they are no longer scared of spooky, scary spoilers. So this, don't, don't be spooked or scared about spoilers that are spooky and I scary. Have, I have the spookiest, scariest spoiler. It's going to give you the heebie-jeebies. Oh, no. Can um, I have some spooky music for this, Gary? Thank you. <laughs> Is that she fakes her own death? Like... The Baroness pushes Estella off the thing and Estella's wearing a parachute skirt because, you know, and um, yeah. fashion. And then Cruella arrives in the second character because no one knew they were the same person. She was playing two people yeah. and she's like, oh, Estella left her fortune to me, Cruella, and I get to live as Cruella because Estella's entitled to Baroness's fortune or something. Something, 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 yeah. something. And then, uh, yeah. And then they, like, have a burial for Estella and everything. Spooky, scary spoilers, Carrie. <laughs> so spooky. Yeah, yeah. But her outfit, Cruella's outfit at that uh, grave scene and the end scene is yeah you gotta dress well for your own funeral i say <laughs> yeah um yeah i was gonna say oh just all her outfits like they're just so good the, the pointed shoulder kind of look she goes for towards the end 10 out of 10 yeah i can't um, pick a favorite Right, well, I've got... I, okay, well, before we finish this up, uh, I've just two quick bits of trivia before I let them go. Uh, one which being... Do you remember that scene where they're in the... Like, they're in a hotel room and they're robbing some guy and there's a TV with some woman laughing on it? Yeah. Do you, do you remember? So that is uh, the Alfred Hitchcock movie Lifeboat. Uh, and the actress shows Tallulah Bankhead, who was the real-life inspiration for Cruella de Vil, although originally voiced by Betty Lou Gerson. Cool. So I love a little Easter uh, egg. But this was, I thought, was quite interesting as well. So Cruella's an English character, but has actually been never been played by an English actress. She was played by um, Glenn Close, obviously, uh, but also played by Victoria Smurfett, who played her in Once Upon a Time. She's Irish. And then Michelle Gomez, who voiced her for 101 Dalmatians as well. And she's Scottish. These foreigners taking all the British people's jobs. It's what they deserve. I think we're 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 not weird. Jesus Christ, Gary, where are we? Nineteen sixteen. Um, it's more like like how many British actors? Ah, uh, well, it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the other way, all the like British actors go over to America now and doing all these flawless American accents and taking their jobs. It's for revenge, I say. Anyway, doesn't matter. Right, Lily. Before we wrap this up, I just want you to do roughly kind of. Be, I I just wanted you to see like ask what would your ideal Cruella sequel be then if they if they do okay. one. They might not, like... and then if they do, they can listen to this, and then we can get executive directing credits, yeah. and then we can go to executive directing brunch with Glenn Close. Oh, brilliant! I've always wanted to go to executive directing brunch with Glenn Close. No other brunch with Glenn Close will do. Yeah. And um, my sequel hopes. Okay, so uh, the bits I didn't like about this movie were that, like, it felt I felt like it fell short on some of the heart bits of the movie. So, like, the relationship between her and Jasper, whatever way they decide to establish it, they didn't fully establish it. And you know, there could have been like I didn't understand Mark Strong's motivations. I'd like them to expand on that in the sequel. Both of those things, I would like to see. Either I think I don't know if you know much about musicals, Gary, but I don't know if it's going to take like a wicked approach where it's just like here is how all the bad things are per- that we know about her. Here's them happening from her point of view. And it's actually all just about perception and not actually about her being super bad or if they're going to just like make her be super bad. I don't know. I could see it going either way. Um, and I would be interested to see either sequel. 
Yeah. Once they do a good job. Once they do a I good want job. I I want to see I want to see Baroness breaks out of prison or yeah. something mm-hmm. and or does has to like do something from prison. I want to see a big heist. I want to see jazz. I want to see it all build into a big heist. Um yeah, I want to see heist. I want to see Cruella set up her fashion brand and like how that goes maybe see a bigger part for Artie and maybe see where Anita and Roger kind of fall into that as well Um, but yeah I'd actually this is a movie I I hope there is a sequel to it because I think that all these actors deserve another not deserve another chance I just mean like we it'd be great to see them do more with the characters because they have to do so much to try and define it for themselves because when Mm -hmm. certain characters have been played by people before like like the Horace and Jasper and Cruella and Anita and Roger you kind of need to do something a bit different to try and make it stand out a bit more and just to be able to sit in that and just kind of go run with it for the second one I think would be great to see yeah we want more heists we want more hijinks we want more dogs at least 101 of them hotspurs hotspurs more Tottenham hotspurs keep the H theme going and you know what else we want we want head writer Glenn Close head writer Glenn Close Head writer Glenn Close, executive producers Gary Bryan and yeah. Lady Nolan. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, that's, yeah. that seems that seems, that seems right. They're my actual <laughs> wants for the sequel. <laughs> and I'd say I'd say that's the one for everyone listening. Who I who am I need to say thank you very much for listening to this one. If there's any movies coming out, ladies and gentlemen, that you're like, hey, I want to I want to hear a podcast episode on that. Let me know. Chances are we're going to see it anyway, unless it's particularly bad or on at an awkward time. <laughs> honestly that's my biggest struggle with the cinema the times the times exactly um but yeah thanks for listening lily thank you so much for coming and doing the podcast first first like new movie of 2021 podcast. yeah first new movie of 2021 podcast i was like this is not my first movie podcast of 2021 but no first but like new movie the podcast. new yeah yeah, yeah we're, we're back new movies we're, we're black back. widow fast and furious yeah. 9 that i won't even go see but i'll do the podcast on <laughs> it'll be fine just i'll go, watch the rest of just I say yeah, go see, go, watch number one to eight, and then just try and approximate what you think the plot <laughs> yes. is for F nine. That should be like if you and David do F nine, I want a guest appearance. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what head. else then? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Well, I want to say that. Yeah, again, thanks, Lily. Thanks, people, listen to this. If you want to know when new ones are coming out, follow on Spotify or Apple. Uh, there's a uh, Instagram at Reeling in the Peers. I uh, yeah, and where you can hear little snippets follow- of things before they go up. At Reading in the Peers on Instagram for exclusive content and maybe movie reviews and maybe we'll like you a little bit more if you do. Absolutely, maybe. I agree with that. Um, and if you don't, you hate dogs and hate Tottenham Hotspurs and we will never forgive you. How could you hate my dog? <laughs> I feel like Gary, can Buddy be a picture? Can Buddy feature in like not a slideshow in goddamn, for this Not in a goddamn slightest. Nope, not a chance. Not a chance. Oh, right, Tottenham Hotspurs leave- are going to feature... Oh, I'll do a big Tottenham Hotspurs logo in this. Absolutely. Right. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed. Goodbye.